lonely mother gazing out her window, staring at a son that she just can't touch. If at any time he's in a jam, she'll be by his side. But he doesn't realize he hurts her so much. But all the praying just ain't helping us at all, because he can't seem to keep himself out of trouble. So he goes out, and he makes his money the best way he know how. Another body laying cold in the gutter. Listen to me. Don't go chasing waterfalls. Please stick to the rivers and the lakes that you're used to. I know that you're gonna. I can't you're do upsetting. the second. Like my dog is over I here, just... like <laughs> clinging to me. Mama. Crazy. Crazy, sexy, cool, Bridget. What? Mama. Bridget. What? What is Crazy, happening? sexy, cool. Oh. Crazy, sexy, cool. You like your intro to that. You like you were kind of channeling some Aaron Neville there. I think. Like, <laughs> I wanted, yeah, I wanted, I... <laughs> This is this is a true story, everybody. Uh, before we did the podcast, I had I had to I had to ask Dave. I was like, holy shit, have we done waterfalls? Because I didn't think we had, and then I realized that we. <laughs> We're really, I got to start a slow jam spreadsheet. You guys. really do, man. Yeah. I'm 36 years old. I can't keep it all straight. I like, well, I got to. Like we've been, have we been doing slow? Do we do slow jams back on joystick? We we have been doing slow jams for two years. Okay. That's a lot of and slow jams. It's a I'm lot saying. of slow jams. We've done a lot of slow jams, yeah. which is precisely why you're listening to the continued <laughs> podcast, everybody. Bam. Uh, welcome back once again to continue uh, a wonderful podcast primarily about video games and slow jams and other things that we love. My name is Anthony John Agnello, and with me are my lovely hosts, Steph Roberts, Dave Roberts! <laughs> what is this, like a basketball show? No, I was I was I was walking down the street by myself earlier today in the rain. And you know like every now and again how your brain just forces a thought on you like this is going to happen, don't stop it. Just let it come. And the thought was, god, I hate the let's get ready to rumble guy. I hate let's get ready to rumble guy so much. And then I was like, brain, why are we thinking about this right now? <laughs> Buddy, like <laughs> Can't you can't you do some organizing or some long term plan? Let's talk five year plan. He's like, no, no, I really fucking we hate. Have to, let's do it. We have to hash this out now. By the way, I do want to apologize for my audio quality. I left my uh, my microphone is packed in a box in my new place, uh, so you just have to deal with potato today. That's Howdy. that's fine. I like. I feel like the audio quality what? has been too good the last few episodes. <laughs> so we're gonna keep this. We're gonna keep. We're gonna keep this in the grand we're tradition of our podcast. Let's we're be honest. Like it, like cooking hamburger helper in Langostino cookware. You know, like <laughs> yes, it's just not worth it. So. I wouldn't sweat the uh, audio quality, my brother. The the woman that you hear laying down the best metaphor I've heard in a week is none other than Susan Arndt. Let's let's get ready to Roomba. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. Disrupting the vacuuming industry here at Hey-o. CES. 
Um, yeah, I don't know what it is. I guess maybe he was in my head because I watched Creed recently, which is a spectacular film. It's a good it's movie. Good. I don't know if it's, it's good. so good. And just Michael B. Jo- I could look at Michael B. Jordan do stuff like all day. Oh, and speaking no, no- of, <laughs> I finally saw the cat movie. Oh, yeah. What do you think of that? That is a very fine episode of cinema. It's a fine film. It is a fine <laughs> film. I did, what I did not know is that uh, Okoye is Michonne from The Walking Dead. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. You didn't realize? No! <laughs> I yeah, no I mean, idea. like, she, she, she is, she disappears into that role. Oh, She's like an entirely different exactly, human being. Exactly, exactly. No, yeah. I, I, I really enjoyed it. I loved how unapologetically, unabashedly African it was. Yeah. I love that. Super badass. All of it. Super yeah. badass. Yeah, no, it was yeah. great. It was great. Michael B. Jordan's awesome in that, too. He's very good. That, whew, that scene in the museum is just like, wow, man. I would walk up to him and be like, I, I, you know this tiny dog that follows around the big dog in Looney Tunes? Yeah. Like, Come on, Spike. What do you need, Spike? <laughs> Michael B. Jordan is three years younger than me. And I would be like, what do you need, Mr. Jordan? Come on. Come on. Let's go. So Let's go to the make park. a movie called Michael B. Jordan Eats a Bowl of Cereal and Reads a Newspaper. <laughs> and it's just that for 90 minutes. I Done. That. that could that would be a better cut of the Fantastic Four movie that Josh <laughs> well, Trank made. Well, yeah, that's true. Immediately, that's true. Uh, my my one prop, my only problem uh, with that movie is, I believe, not the movie's fault, uh, is that is that Killmonger. That's a that's a comic. That's somebody from mm-hmm. the comics. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. The name is, is yes, fucking is. stupid. Okay. It's real dumb. It's dumb. Yeah. It's, it's just, not great. Like that's somebody going through a th- thesaurus, going like I. Somebody it, who wants to kill people a lot. They really like it. What are they? Uh, <laughs> kill lover. No, kill lover doesn't work. Kill craver. No, so like, he, no. Like he's in the business of killing. Yeah. Hmm. It, yeah. It, it's it, they, they the the I I will applaud Marvel Studios for attempting to make all these old shitty <laughs> villain names from the sixties and seventies work. Yep. Yep. Because yep. sometimes. Sometimes they slip it in there and it's awesome. Like, uh, Jeff Bridges saying, like, we're Ironmongers in the 2008 Iron Man movie is a pretty good way to get Ironmonger, like, into the picture. What? Yes, the monger thing was a trend. There's not just one monger. Look, there is only... <laughs> look, look. There is exactly one monger allowed in the world, okay? Fish. That's it. You're allowed to be a fishmonger, and that's it. You know why? Because that's a great fucking word. Yeah. I, I always, I did always like the Beavis and Butthead uh, cockmonger insult. <laughs> I think cockmonger is amazing. Okay, that's pretty good. And in my own, like, personal lexicon, somewhere along the lines in my late 20s, I started calling people cockmarms when I wanted to insult them. <laughs> like which a I don't mom? know. Like a school. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Um, you have the exact reaction that everybody okay. does. Okay. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. You don't do that anymore, though, right? I, it's not just a regular. It's it's fallen out of my good. It's fallen out of my turn. Good, because I I just, I just want you to think that one through, sweetie pie. Yes, I I know. Okay. I I, I realize what I've done. All right. It's not, this is back during look, the Tussin days. Yeah. We've, 
Since we've already <laughs> talked about what my goddamn brain has been foisting upon people. I mean, I don't have control of this asshole. That's true. Okay, yeah, I can't, I can't argue with he, that. Yeah, he's he's doing his own thing. Welcome to the All show. Right, let's, yeah, continue podcast, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to it. It's free, except the fact that it's not for yeah. a lot of people. Yeah, um, people give us money for this. Let's God let's, bless them. Bless let's, them. <laughs> We were not planning on starting here, but I feel like this has to be our starting point. Dave, tell the people what happens in the first five minutes okay, of Nino. So this is the only portion of the game that I played because I downloaded it a couple nights ago. Nino Kuni uh, 2, in case you couldn't hear that. Nino Kuni yeah, 2. Yeah, Nino Kuni yes. 2. Uh, haven't had a chance to really play it. This scene happened, and then I said, I have to stop and play this on my big TV. Mm. Uh, because I don't, like, I have to see all of the 4Ks for this. Okay, so, <laughs> starts out. The game has this little storybook intro where the narrator's kind of laying out the scenario. Like, there's a world that's at peace, there's a world that's at war. These two worlds exist simultaneously, like, alternate universe, blah, blah, okay, that's fine. So now, you see a guy, an old guy, in a motorcade, He's clearly the president of the United States. The flag mm-hmm. looks kind of like the seal of the president. It's not the same, but like the car and the flags on the car. He's driving through a tunnel, and it looks like he's heading toward a city uh, across a bridge that looks very much like New York. Like oh, you you Nork city, yeah, New New yeah. Dog City, <laughs> uh, New Dog City. He looks out his window and sees a missile flying towards the city it pops the city goes full akira just wasted oh my god gets blown away Mm -hmm. the president gets knocked out and disappears and wakes up in a fantasy land called ding dong dell this game is for children (laughs) yeah so the 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 lovely anime fantasia yeah yeah uh, Ding Dong Dell is from the first game. Starts. It starts with nuclear holocaust. Okay. okay so okay. Ding Dong Dell. It's hundred. It's like two to three hundred years after the first game. Okay, like but, a long time has passed in Ding Dong Dell. Okay, but let's but, let's 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 break it down. This is not uncharted ground for this this franchise. The last one started right. with a nice little boy's mother dying. Yes. Right. Yeah. But like this is clearly all I could think was like the the development team at level five's like guys we gotta open big right? <laughs> we gotta open we can't we, gotta... Do, we can't do this six hour intro bullshit anymore we gotta start snappy so snappy. La- la- last time last time we were ha- all hanging out we decided let's make a delightful little boy who's a wizard let's fucking kill his mom and then make his best friend a a dong nosed Scottishman Welshman named Mr. Drippy. Mr. Welshman. Drippy. A Welshman. He was Welsh. Mr. Drippy. Yeah, I love you Mr. Got, Drippy. Mr. Drippy was Mr. The best. Drippy kept me he kept me playing that game. Yeah. Like, like that I have never liked a game more conceptually and hated a, playing it mm. quite as much as the original Nino Kuni. Yeah. And it had everything to do with the voice acting. <laughs> like Oh really? Uh, 
See, I love like Mr. Drippy, amazing yeah, voice. Yeah, love Mr. The Drippy. mom, great voice. Um, every member of your party, every time you went to a new town and met some sort of wild king or queen ruling that town, amazing performances. True. And then you get into battle, Ugh. and you have to listen to that little bastard say, "Well, I guess no, he's just an orphan now. He did. Oh, <laughs> he doesn't oh, have any yeah. parents. <laughs> he has no parents." Uh, just just screaming his attacks over and over and over again. And I, I, I yeah, and that was one of those games that I reviewed. And I got to like 20, 25 hours in. That, that threshold, when you've played enough of the game, you're like, all right, have I seen everything that I can in terms of the mechanics? Have I seen enough of the story? What's left? Oh, a punishing grind until yeah. an impossible final boss. Yeah. I'm out. That was it. Walked away. Yeah, I I bailed on Nino Kuni. I I did. I obviously it's gorgeous. Mm. I thought the combat was interesting. It's it's overcomplicated, but at least it's yeah. trying something, right? It's trying sure. to have a voice. The pace of that game is motherfucking glacial. Oh man. It, it just oh drags. my god. You, it dragged and you don't get fast traveling until like 20 hours in mm-hmm. and it's just up. It it is grind in in both the literal and emotional sense. You're just like, "Oh yeah. god, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'll never whatever I did, I'll never do it again. Please just let this go faster." So, uh like I understand people who who love it because they consider it like languid and relaxing and, mm-hmm. and that's that's fine if it's a 20 hour game sure but it ain't yeah no it just keeps and like the it's not just the like the pacing the difficulty balancing is yeah bizarre yeah like you'll it's just cakewalk 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 and then you yes halfway through a dungeon it's not even an entire dungeon it's just halfway through a dungeon it will just pummel you yeah and say go back to the world map and and grind for Mm -hmm. an eternity and i mean i i'll be interested i've heard that nino kuni 2 is in in many ways like a less grand game like Mm -hmm. you can tell that they did not have the same budget this time Mm -hmm. uh yeah studio ghibli's not officially involved there are a lot of animators still working on it it still has the style and joe hisaishi the composer still did all of the Mm -hmm. music but there are no animated cutscenes. that's all right oh i get it okay okay and like even when uh, and this is just from reviews i've read um you you when you go to the world map i mean it looks like an an early playstation 3 game like they mm-hmm. they they mm-hmm. cut a lot of different corners, and you know I'm not saying that this is why the first game was good, but the world map was sumptuous. Yeah. in the last yeah. game, yeah. It was I mean, just, no 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 expense was spared in the making of the first game, and, and many expenses were spared this time. You know how when you when you see a really stunning cake, like you look at yes. the, a cake that has been professionally made, and it's just right. beautiful, and it's always because it's covered in fondant. Oh, right. and fun, it sucks. Which sucks. And that's what I feel like the first yeah. one, the first Nino Kuni was. <laughs> my my dudes, speak for yourselves. I go to parties and weddings and anniversaries and I peel that shit off and I put it in my bag. Like, I, I get, like, craft singles. I keep that fondant. I went... <laughs> my great... My great aunt... My great aunt Dolores just passed away 
uh, and she was a wonderful human being a couple years ago. I go to her 60th wedding anniversary. Oh my gosh. And there's just a fat medallion in the center of that anniversary cake. It says Dolores and Charlie married 60 years. They weren't even cutting it up yet. And I was like, give me that. I peeled it <laughs> oh off. My God. I peeled it off and I'm just like snacking fondant on the fondant disgusting. disc. Disgusting. You are, and my wife is just like, what are you doing? Why? And I was like, mm, diabetes is delicious. I'm going to do it. <laughs> uh, here, here's here's a fun fact. Cadbury cream eggs. The <laughs> cream in the middle it. Is, is fondant. It's liquid fondant. That they have thinned, so it's not like the cake sheet fondant. And every Cadbury cream egg is the equivalent of two cans of Coke. Yeah, that's a lot of sugar. Coke? Coca-Cola. With the quotation marks around it? (laughs) No. Gentrified cocaine. All right. Yeah, Cadbury eggs are also disgusting, by the way. How, How did we not... How did we not do Coke Zero last week? <laughs> How did we not remember that a perfectly functional name for crack once new Coke doesn't take on what you need? You'd be like, it's, it's Coke Zero. It's Coke Zero. Um, that was four tangents packed into each other. Wow. That was a, that, that was a turducken of tangents. <laughs> um <laughs> I think I think we will un- assuredly return to the subject of Nino Kuni yeah, too. I'm hoping and... to play it more over the next couple of weeks. We'll probably talk about it more in depth. Uh, yeah, I oh, want yeah. to hear about the combat. Yes, I do. I had I had to talk about it because I I yeah. was just like, oh, this is for kids. Okay, sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, given how things are going, well, it's a conversation mm-hmm. you should probably have. Also, with your younglings, he, he has it like the president when he goes to Ding Dong Dell. He's younger. And he has a Glock now. Like what? he has a pistol. What? Yep. That's his weapon. He's, he's not. He's not even the main character. He's the protector of the main character. He shows up, and he's the you know he's the um, Mad Mardigan of. This is horrible. This is. Yeah, this, it's I very don't... strange. Okay. <laughs> I don't know why I went with Mad Mardigan instead of Aragorn <laughs> for. The I mean, because have you met you? Protector. That's that's why. Because Aragorn, Aragorn just like, I swear to God, the middle movie, all half of it is just him staring into space with his pipe. That's it. It's That's just like a full uh, yeah. 57 minutes of that movie is just, <laughs> and the wind is just barely moving his hair. He sucks on the pipe a little bit. And he's, he's just looking to who knows what, to the future, who can say? Just it's out there. That's what that movie is. I, it's also, you know, man, like you are surrounded by by deep, pure rivers and lakes. Just take a dip, you yeah. greasy bastard. <laughs> just, it'll take you two <laughs> seconds. Just clean this. If if Gimli can keep this free of lambis bread and freaking uh, Legolas can yeah. talk about what his elf eyes see through those flowing locks, just just wash it off. Because otherwise you're you're doing it on purpose and it's gross. Just a, just it's a no quick wonder rinse. that only ghosts follow you, you just, dingus. Just a, just, <laughs> you know, just a little. We're not talking no. mani pedi. Just a little. You know. Just just clean it up. <laughs> All right. Um, continue podcast. Taking down your continue. favorite fantasy protagonist, a pedi two. <laughs> <laughs> Nonstop.
That's a new backer reward. If you need us to shit talk a movie hero from 20 years ago, I am we'll your do, man. We will do current um, ones too. Yeah, we 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 do. We do attack. I mean, we don't we don't talk about Rogue One on this show anymore, oh, but Jesus. we certainly did once upon a time. <laughs> we might need to revisit so, that one. I want to I want to talk to you guys about uh about Kirby. Okay. Uh I, I like Kirby. I like the Kirby. This is this is something we've talked about on the show, but probably not this incarnation of the show. Uh, it's been, uh, you know, almost two years since uh, Kirby Robobot came out. The you 30 liked that, 3DS. didn't you? Loved it. Yeah. Ro- Kirby Robobot is a spectacular game, and if you guys have a 3DS and you're not ashamed to use it in the year 2018, go play that game. It's wait, freaking why would, awesome. Wait, why would I be ashamed to use my 3DS? Because people people are all talking smack on 3DS all the time. What? Susan. They are. It's oh oh the switch is out now. You can't you can't you play 3DS. You gotta put that 3DS kids toy down. You gotta put that kids toy down to an adult's game with the switch. Mm-hmm. Excuse this me, but until thing. I can play Picross 3D on a switch, y'all can just shut the fuck up. <laughs> moving on. Move, yeah. All right. Moving on. So I I since our last episode, I I went ham on the Kirby world. I played two. Kirby games back to back. Okay. Uh, I played the brand new one, Kirby Star Allies for Nintendo Switch, which is a very traditional Kirby platformer, you know, beginning, middle, end. You go to four different worlds, you go through the stages, you look for secrets in every single one, you eat people, you get their powers. Nice. Uh, the other one I played came out almost exactly 20 years ago. One of the last Super NES games to ever get made by Nintendo. I played Kirby's Dream Land 3 what year did for that the come first out again? time. I remember when you... 97! 1997. Kirby's Dream Land 3 came out after Kirby 64. It was a weird, weird, weird thing. So, uh, and that's that's why it's it's something of a rarity. You You could get it on... The Wii Virtual Console, and not that's not anymore. You can't. You kind of can't get it anywhere, and you can't even get it on the Kirby Anniversary compilation they made for the Wii on a disc because even that is a collector's item now. It's, oh. it's yeah, it's hard to track this down. The Super Nintendo cartridge not only has it's one of the ones that has a weird sort of advanced chip on it, and it's just very rare because it came out in nineteen freaking ninety seven. Uh, so I played these two games back to back, and it was it was fitting. It was accidental that I did this, but fitting because they are somewhat linked. There are motifs from Kirby Three that come back in Star Allies. Uh, like there's a power up where you can eat one of the little witch bad guys that carry a broom, and then Kirby's power is a cleanup power. You can just broom and. <laughs> Dust and dust clouds kill your enemies, and get him uh, they, to help clean my old apartment. Yeah, <laughs> you don't you don't want that little freak in there, man. You don't know what to leave. You want your security deposit back. Uh, yeah, and it's also the Star Allies is the first time that the animal friends <clears throat> have returned and had like a prominent place uh in the in this in the series since kirby 3 i don't know if you guys played kirby's dreamland 2 for game boy or 3 at any point but those were the ones where kirby like just randomly met animals out in the world and could ride them yeah like the gerbil and 
a gerbil, fish. there was an owl, and a fish, and all those dudes are back uh, in, in Kirby Star Allies on Switch uh, as partner characters. So here's the deal with Star Allies. Here's sort of its, its you know, uh, hook this time, is that at any point in a stage, Kirby can, like, make a heart erupt from his head and throw it at one of the powered enemies, and then they will join him as a pal. You can have four pals with you at any time. There are special ones, like the animal friends that do special things. You can have King DDD or Meta Knight follow you. And if you have extra controllers, you can play with four people. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, it's nice. But therein lies the rub with Kirby Star Allies. It is impeccably made. It is impeccably polished. It is never, ever a problem... If you're playing by yourself and you have three AI partners, mm -hmm. they're always going to do what you want. Like they will, they will attack, hack, and hack enemies and put themselves. And like every Kirby platformer, there's like the special thing that you need to find in each stage. It's a, a puzzle piece in uh, Star Allies and a secret exit that will open up another stage. And okay. it's always a puzzle. You know, you need to have a rock power and somebody with electricity so that they can slam down on an electric switch to send a current to open a door to get the puzzle piece and then you carry on through the stage. The AI partners, you don't need to have somebody else playing with you to take advantage of the all four characters uh, effectively. And that's pretty amazing. It's pretty special that it works so well and looks so good. But when you when you get to the end of the game, I had this feeling of like, well, that was nice. That was that was good. And then it was just like I could just hear the wind blowing through one <laughs> ear and then out the other. Like <sighs> And that was it. The Star Allies experience was over. As opposed to Kirby's Dreamland 3, which I want the world to know about Kirby's Dreamland 3 because it is so goddamn weird and cool that I I can't believe it's not more famous. So, A, it has this amazing pastel uh, style. You know, in, in the way that uh, they attempted to do with uh, the subsequent Yoshi's Island games, like Yoshi's Story and the Yoshi's Island for D, uh, DS that you hate, Susan. Uh, yeah, That's New true. Yoshi's Island. You know how they, yeah. they try to make it look like somebody was actually drawing it the entire time? Kirby, I love that. Kirby's Dreamland 3 looks freaking awesome it looks like it was made with crayons and actual like chalky pastels yeah, everything is always moving and just lushly animated it's wild and it, it, it's also you know just a platformer you're going from point a to point b you are finding these animal friends and there are extra ones there's like a little tiny bird that you know kirby can carry around uh and there's there's a like blob it's a, like it's like a girl slime from Dragon Quest, and she'll like lock onto Kirby's head and ride him. And a giant cat. There's a giant cat that will pick up Kirby and like just carry him around with him wherever he goes. It's freaking great. And in the special hook in Kirby's Dreamland 3, where instead of you need to find this puzzle piece or a special doodad. Like, it was uh, three glowing cubes in Kirby's Robobot. It's usually 
uh, like a, a MacGuffin for each stage. This is the secret to get 100% here. In Kirby's Dream Land 3, you need to make somebody happy. Aww. Right. So there's somebody at the end of every stage, and the secret is figuring out how to make them happy. The very first stage, there is a there's a rose at the end of the stage with like a like with eyes. As you go through the stage, you will run into smaller roses, and the only way to make the rose at the end of the stage happy is to not step on any of them. <gasps> right. The game doesn't telegraph this shit at all. It just will show you a picture at the beginning of the stage of who you need to make happy, and the rest is up to you to figure it out. Oh, wow. It's awesome, and it's so hard to do it. Like, nine times out of ten, you need to have, like, a specific power to do something, or you need to figure out a certain path through the stage to get to where you're going to find the thing to make them happy. And it, it gets, it gets, you know, it ranges from the very mundane to the pretty weird and super fanboyish. So, like, you'll meet a snail, and you need to find the snail's shell, and it's really hard to figure out where the shell is. Or, you know, a, a little girl has lost her doll. You'll meet uh, a chef who will do, like, a little quiz show, and you, like, he'll throw an object really fast, and you need to correctly select which one he threw across the screen and do it three times in order to make him happy. And then you get, like, late in the game, and one level, like, I, I, I didn't even, I was texting Dave as I was playing this, I was like, Dave, why are there Metroids in Kirby? <laughs> you get to one of the last stages, and there are just Metroids in the middle of it. Not they look like Metroids, they are they Metroids. They are Metroids. They, they, they move like Metroids, they act like Metroids, and you go through the level, and if you don't, at the very beginning of the stage, get an ice power-up, which in the Metroid games, you need to freeze Metroids to kill them. You have to freeze the Metroids, you get to the end of the stage, Samus is standing there, and she'll give you her heart for making her what? happy and killing the Metroids. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> Kirby's Dream Land 3. So do you have to do you have to do that to beat the game to mm -hmm. progress to the next level or is that like a bonus objective so you it, so it's like every kirby game and star allies is the exact same way you can just blast through these levels and survive to the end and like kirby's dreamland 3 really sort of emphasizes like people are always like kirby's freaking easy not the old ones brother <laughs> go back and actually play those games like i was constantly teetering on having like one hit of life and trying to get to the end of these stages uh, you can you can go through it, beat all the stages, but you won't get the last world, and you won't get the real final boss. You mm, won't get the real yeah. ending, which is true of every Kirby platformer, going all the way back to the very first game. Uh, you know, people always when they remember the original Game Boy game, they're like, "Yeah, it's super easy." But when you beat the original Game Boy game, it shows you a code for hard mode at the end of the credits, and unless you play the hard mode, you don't get the real ending. So it's like the tradition. Um, so this, playing these two games back to back was a bananas experience because A, there's all this stuff in Star Allies that came back that hadn't been seen since Dreamland 3. And in, in a lot of ways, it is a more sumptuous game. There are way more levels in Star Allies. There are way more power-ups. There are way more things to do and see. 
But I will never, ever talk to somebody about this game with the same enthusiasm right. that I am talking about the Super Nintendo game. And so I, I, I feel like everything I just told you guys about Dreamland 3 kind of exemplifies why it's superior, right? The, mm-hmm. ho- the hook is super weird. The, the hook is super charming. And the art is so beautiful. <sighs> but I feel like there are other examples of... You know, in video games, you are constantly running into uh, so many more repetitions of of something than you see in film or television. You know, there are you you like Assassin's Creed, so you play all the Assassin's Creeds. Mm-hmm. We're gonna talk about Yakuza Six, which you've been playing, Dave. There are all these Yakuza games, and if you love Yakuza, you play every single Yakuza, and not everything is of the same quality. And so I'm. I wanted to ask you guys what you thought it like. What is it when you, you have this taste you like? There's this flavor you enjoy. There's this thing that you know you like, but sometimes it's just not as good. You know. Oh sure, yeah. Sometimes it's just not there, and yet it can be almost exactly the same. Like Kirby Star Allies. Like if I if I wasn't if there was no intonation of my voice. And I was just lining up features. This game has this. This game has this. The new Kirby would seem like the superior experience, but it's not. Like it, it does. It just. It doesn't matter that it has more features and more. It's missing. Uh, not to put too fine a point on it, considering what you have to do in Kirby's Dreamland Three. It has less heart. The heart isn't there. So, like Susan, when you, you like when you play the Room games on mm-hmm. your phone. What, what, what is the discerning factor between this is something I'm going to talk about for the rest of my life, and this is something that I just want uh, that I'm just going to forget? Like it was good, but I'm not going to remember. The the thing is, it's the okay. The 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 expression that I always use to describe this exact thing is the difference between playing notes in order and playing music. Mm. A mm. game can have. All the notes in order. It can have puzzles. It can have a mysterious protagonist. It can have all the things that are, if you go through the Susan checklist of what is cool shit, it can have all of those things. But unless it has that artistic inspiration that makes you care, that makes you want to do it, like just draw. And this this happened with Professor Layton. 100% this happened with Professor Layton. The early Professor Laytons are great. The later Professor Laytons have the exact same formula. A dude in a top hat shows up at a place where everybody likes puzzles an awful lot. He does them, and there's some little minigame off to the side, and the minigames change, and what have you. And there's some overarching mystery that he has to solve. That is the same for every single Layton. But after a certain point, they are just phoning it in. You, you, there's no spark. There's, there's nothing. The, the charm is gone. It just feels like everybody's just going through the motions because they're just showing up so they don't get fined. But they're still like, good, that's it. right? They're still, they're still good. They're still the, good. The art is still great. The puzzles are. If you liked those puzzles before, you still like those puzzles. Mm-hmm. It's still all you know. It is. It's and it is bringing something new to the table. Maybe it's just a variation on a theme, but it's trying something new every single time. Yeah. 
But and honestly, I feel this way about the uh, the Paper Mario series as well. Yeah, that's yeah. that is another one that popped in my head as I was thinking about this yeah. because you play. I I don't even love the original Paper Mario for N sixty four. Like I felt that was a pretty like slow, ponderous thing. Mm-hmm. But Thousand mm-hmm. Year Door is freaking bananas. That game is yeah unbelievable. And yeah. then you play the very next one was Super Paper Mario. Uh, for Wii, and I remember playing that and thinking, like, this is going to be awesome, it's got a platforming hook this time, it's going to be more action-based, and that game sucks. Sticker Star, man. <laughs> Sticker Star! I don't, I don't understand and, why and there's, the like, Mario a... Oh yeah, the Mario and Luigi games did yeah. this too. Like you, I mean, you start off with Fawful for God's sake. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my God, it's so clever, it's so interesting. And to be fair, some of that is just the bloom comes off the rose. You've seen these mechanics before, mm-hmm. and and so that newness is not there anymore. And so and so they seem a little less special, just because familiarity breeds contempt. Could I spit out any more cliches about this <laughs> right now? No, I don't think I could. But also, Susan, what I, part I, of it's robust? What part <laughs> of it? <laughs> My husband told me the other day. He's like, you use that word too much. I'm like, shut up. Which part? It's a really com- good word. Which part is compelling? Which is... Oh, God, there's no, and it's not visceral either. Uh, but it, I feel like um, it, just as the audience gets tired of revisiting those same mechanics and same themes and, and same sit- setups for humor, the designers do too. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's yeah. you know, it's the sitcom in, in season four. Yeah, yeah. Uh. And, like, and the thing is, like, Nintendo, like, that, a lot of their stuff, it, like, that they get criticized for making the same games for a reason, because they're really good right. at taking these ingredients and kind of remixing them and adding a little bit. And sometimes, yes, a, a lot of the time, uh, it's just putting the notes in order. New Super Mario Brothers Wii slash Wii, like all that. Yeah. Other uh, other times, it is it, it becomes music, like just the the like the nature of the way that those ingredients are distilled at this particular time mm-hmm. work. Um, also, I feel like Nintendo does this in a way, not necessarily because they're devoid of any sort of create creative spark, because they're not. Uh, but I also think that they. You know, this game, this Kirby Star Allies, is going to be someone's first Kirby game. A lot of people's sure. first Kirby yeah. game. Oh, yeah. And, I, you know, there, there are people, because of that, they're going to play this and go, this is my favorite one. Because or the first one in a really long time. Yeah. Like, there are a lot of parents who didn't have kids when they played a, a Kirby game the last time. Sure. They're yeah. like, yeah, I, yeah. I'm going to sit down and we're going to get into this shit. And, like, I, I feel like they will have this formative experience. But then... They might go back and, you know, play a SNES classic, which has, yeah. like, Kirby Superstar on it, and be like, oh, wait, it's not this. This game. is weird. <laughs> this is better. <laughs> but I mean, also, like, who you are as a player changes, so the things you value change. Like, totally. going through an experience with your child is going to bring something to a game that all of the secrets in the world yeah will just, never touch oh yeah i was talking about uh this with anthony is like he hates kirby epic yarn like it, <gasps> he, he calls it like <gasps> yeah he said that it is like i it's called just, it a cure for insomnia it's, it's yes. a cure for insomnia whereas <laughs> i 
that game was one of the first video games that I played with my daughter when she was right. like three or four. And we had a blast because you yeah. can't die. There, it's right. the, it is so low stakes that it's just this nice, warm, little fuzzy blanket. And it's just me and my kid. And she's just like, look, Kirby, I make him jump. And like he throws his yard and like, yay, and everything's fun. And then you build your little house and you have fun with that. <laughs> and you meet all the characters. It's got this cute little story. And it's just that puts a whole new perspective on this thing that you just zoned out completely on and it's also like i like you guys are saying like it's about your perspective and who you are as a player like a i played kirby's epic yarn when i was 28 and it was Mm. that moment where i'm like it's deus ex mankind divided or it's nothing like like i you know like i and i was like just at the beginning of my freelancing career where I was covering games. So it's like, I, you know, I was in that headspace of like, I better be writing about Catherine and you, you're, going to that, you're going to that midnight screening of boondock saints too. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. Yeah, so what no, you're saying is you were a douche. Not, not like, not necessarily a douche, but like in that. Yeah. Okay. Maybe a little okay. bit. Douche adjacent. Douche adjacent. But it's like, I'm in that yeah. place where like, I need to overthink everything yeah. And yeah. I, I yeah. am also. Yeah, I was, must be art. Everything must yeah, be meaning. Yeah. But I was also coming from it from a place of like I am that rare video game nerd who also was like obsessed with Kirby games. Like I play mm-hmm. every single one, and I always want to one hundred percent them because I know that like if you oh if I'm gonna see the real shit, I need to get every single thing. Whereas yeah. in Epic Yarn, it is so actively tries to stop you from 100 percenting it <laughs> like yeah it, it, every single no, it st- does it oh every single stage is you have to get 100 you have to fill the meter for how many jewels yeah. you get you have to fill you have the all meter. the beads and stuff yeah. but then you need to get all of the stickers and all yes. of the house items so there yes. are like four or five different uh you know, thing, uh, fulfill, uh, collecty things, yeah. collecty things that you need to do in every single stage. And very few of the stages have appropriate checkpointing. So you have to play either the entire stage uh, over again, or you need to get it perfect the first time. And, oh, that's absolutely true. Yes. And it takes forever <laughs> to do that. <laughs> In Epic Look. Yard. So if you're playing it by yourself in a shitty studio apartment in, <laughs> in in Queens in the middle of the night just filled with fosters because they had it on special at the bodega by yourself and you're like, So I think we're getting at the heart of why you don't like this actually very good game. What the shit is happening in this stupid Wii game? God damn it, Yard. That is... The only Kirby game I have ever played. No shit. Yeah. Really? Oh yeah, man. I never. I for some reason the whole Kirby thing completely missed me, it, and it's so made for me. I don't understand how. But your experience me- is common. Like I, I, there are. I don't feel like so in our our world. I feel like the the there are the there are two categories. There are. Kirby is for kids, and every single one is exactly the same, but I still mm-hmm. kind of play them, but I don't really play them. I only play the first couple of levels. Or there's the, I don't really, I've never known what this is all about. And, like, 
like you, Susan, maybe mm-hmm. you've played one. Like I played Epic Yarn, or I played Superstar, or I played right. I, like the really common one. I find like if you're between the ages of eighteen and sixty, and you're in the video game world, you, you're like, oh yeah, I played Rainbow Curse, uh, or Canvas Curse rather for DS. Is that was that the like the like was that like a launchy? DS, title yeah, for that DS? was that was like okay, the, I did play yeah, that, right, yeah. exactly, <laughs> exactly, <laughs> and like the, like the rest it of them, it was cool. Uh, there, the, the Kirby series is super. There's just a lot of it. Like yeah, in the mainline yeah. platformers, there are twelve of these goddamn games. Oh my god, right, and that's not that's counting bananas. like Dream Course, Tilt and Tumble, uh, all of the many different uh, little spinoffs, Mass Attack. Uh, which now, the more time goes on, Kirby's Mass Attack really is an off-putting title. Uh, yeah, that yeah. sounds like a doctor is giving you bad news. Is it like, <laughs> is it like a bunch of Kirby's like on Moss? Cur- yes, Kirby Mass okay. Attack is a uh, again. Kirby games also come like super late in a platform's life cycle. Uh, yeah. Kirby Mass Attack hit the original DS six months after the 3DS came out. So oh. almost nobody played it, and it's freaking right, right. brilliant. It's amazing, this game. You mm-hmm. are constantly... You don't have direct control of Kirby. He's just wandering across the screen, and you go from controlling, like, one Kirby to ten Kirbys. And you are you have the stylus on your DS, and you flick them at things. You, f- <laughs> like, you just, like, like, flick, 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 like, and it's... Super hard and super fun, and man, there are three medals in every stage that you have to find, and they're <laughs> goddamn impossible to get. But like, perfect example. Like, you had never even heard of that one, so it's just like this, this bottomless pit of games, and it's it's super hard to penetrate them all. Anyway, I you know I I agree that like oh my god what. Uh, Kirby's Dreamland Three is going for six hundred and nineteen dollars. Yeah, it's pricey. <laughs> yeah, that that was uh, Anthony used that eBay coupon. I got I oh, I got my. It's just a cartridge, and it's clearly from some long forgotten video store because you can oh, see sure, like yeah. sticker scum on the label. Yeah, uh, and like yeah, my copy still cost me sixty five dollars after you know. Uh, freaking having a ebay coupon to get that price down i don't even know what an ebay coupon is but okay all right anyway yeah uh i unfortunately of these two games there's really not a good solution for people if they're looking to play kirby's dreamland 3 like the cheapest option right now is to find the wii kirby's 20th anniversary uh collection disc but even that's like like 50 bucks the snes classic requires you to install a third-party emulator because the system do- like it doesn't literally know how to do it. Run it. Yeah. yeah, because it's really it's really weird. It's man. I, part of the reason I got it was um, for the when I got the analog NT, the the super NT. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, the I was watching a video by uh, My Life in Gaming, wonderful YouTube channel. And they were just putting the Super NT through its paces. And they were like, one of the cool things about Kirby's Dream Land 3 was that it was one of the 
few Super Nintendo games that really attempted to do transparencies. Like, there are clouds and and, uh, underwater effects that they were trying to Mm -hmm. affect a transparent effect, and it kind of works. And the analog, uh, the, the Super NT, like, actually makes it work. You have, like, true transparencies, finally, when you run oh, wow. the cartridge. So it's really cool. Actually, you know what? Uh, this is radio, everybody. So now that we're going to do a visual moment, I'm sure that everybody's going to be thrilled that I'm sharing an image with Susan that you guys can't see. Uh, we'll put it in the show notes. But, Susan, this is a little gif of the Metroid as it appears in the game. Wait, and, like... I, oh, here we go. You, you, and, like, even, like, just this low-quality, crappy phone... Oh, that's what... Okay, yeah, I saw you tweeting this. I'm like, what is going on? Right, yeah. Kirby's Dream Land 3. Yeah. It's the shit. Uh, That's pretty great, yeah. It is, you know, to sort of put a cap on that thought, it is is the music of that series. Like, this this game is a symphony. That's not to poo-poo Star Allies. If somebody wants something really, really good for their Switch, this is a kick-ass game. It's just... If you're if you're a weirdo about this series, yeah, there's something missing. I don't know. Dave, Cat Hotel. <laughs> I'll tell you what's not missing. Goddamn Cat Hotels. So, so I, I'm actually kind of disappointed because uh, I was hoping to like come to this discussion for Yakuza Six. Uh, like, oh my god, you could look at Cat Hotels. It's like a, no, it, like you just you find cats around town, you give them food. And then they come back to the cat room, and that's it. Does Kazuma Kiryu give them cigarettes? You can hang but out. Like, with yeah, them. I mean, you can. Then you can go and like pet them and stuff. But, right? Yeah, but there's nothing like there's no deep mini. Like you, you're not managing this hotel. Like, Damn it! You're not. You're not. Me- you know, f- f- messing with their books, trying to get them back in the blood. No, you just find cats and like it's it's cute. But anyway, so, I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, so Yakuza Six. Uh, I'm gonna use a metaphor here. Uh, and uh, I wonder if you guys understand where I'm coming from. Yakuza 6 is the first next-gen Madden game. Yeah, yep, I, I immediately yep. get yep. you. Okay. Yep. <laughs> okay, so Yakuza 6 <laughs> is a... Wow, um, well done. I know, right? So yeah, that was, no, that was great. That was really that was good. Really yeah, beat. damn. It uses a brand new engine. Mm. Uh, it looks great. Like the, it is easily the best part about this game is the ability to go around these towns, walk in, walk up to uh, one of the convenience stores, and just walk in. Like you don't hit a button. It doesn't load into a separate screen. The door nice. slides open. You just walk in. You can look around in first person and see all the stuff on the shelves. Uh, you can. Um, like fights when they happen, they just like you'll just see people walking around the map and they will stumble into you, you'll stumble into them. A fight will just happen. All of the objects that were on the street, so like any bikes or uh, crates or whatever, now they are interactable and you can pick them up and use them in the fight uh, against them. So it like everything feels more alive hmm. in that respect. But because it is a new engine, some of the stuff feels like a step back. So the combat now is um, is physics based. So it feels better to play 
but there you have fewer options. There are fewer heat attacks. So like when your heat meter mm. comes, gets all the way up, you have fewer things that you can do. So th- like you'll see the same animation where you pick up like a bike and slam it into them to take a huge chunk of their health down uh, way more often now because there's just not as much stuff. Uh, you don't get wep. You can't equip weapons now. Um, Who uses weapons in Yakuza? Yeah, well, sometimes you gotta have a backup sword just in case some dude's getting messing with you with a pistol. Uh, but the thing is, is that the thing that I come to those games for is the story, and the story is still really good. Uh, the story this time around, it is it is the final game, so they say. With Cosmic Kiryu, and it, it's not like a Mass Effect 3 kind of game, where they bring all of your favorite characters into one game for one last hurrah, where they, um, you know, like, uh, fan service out the wazoo, uh, wrapping up storylines and all this stuff. You, you see Goro Majima for, like, 30 seconds in the game. which what? is Which is kind of disappointing, but I'm glad that they didn't try to force him into it rather than uh make him a huge part of this game and then like it feels just l- like this gimmicky thing kind of like when they've put him in yakuza Kiwami, right, right. and it's just like this does this doesn't need to be here you, you just did it because yakuza zero people like majima um so the story is um cosmic kiryu uh, in Yakuza 5, just got in this huge fight with all of these warring Yakuza clans. He basically stopped this huge war from breaking out. But because of it, he's got to do some time. He goes to jail for three years. Um, and Haruka, his his sort of his adopted child ward, um, she decides to get out of the pop music game and says, I want to spend time with my dad. Oh, he's a Yakuza. She announces this on a concert stage in front of thousands of people. Yes! Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> so, so what ends up happening though is that the uh, the paparazzi start following her around because they're like, oh, she's connected to the yakuza. What could this mean? And so uh, she decides, in order to save face for Cosma uh, and the orphanage, she while you're in jail, she takes off. She's gone. And um, when you get out of jail, you're like, where the hell is Haruka? We, we don't know. We haven't seen her in years. She just she disappeared. So you go and you're trying to find her. And then you find out she got hit by a car and she's in a coma. I can't wait to play this game. Jesus Christ. I can't <laughs> wait to play this game. So excited. <laughs> and she has a son. Yes. Infant son. What? Yeah. Okay. Teen pregnancy. Yeah. So <laughs> tackling now, the big issues, Yakuza. The mystery here is why the hell did she get hit by a car? Who no, the hell was this okay. kid? No, it, it, was, it was it was clearly <laughs> intentional. Like, right, like right, yeah. Right, so right, yeah. so and <clears throat> And your travels lead you to Hiroshima, which is like this really cool, sleepy Japanese town. You meet a bunch of really cool new characters. Uh, they look like um, they got the the sweet pompadours, like a Japanese biker gang. Uh, right. And the the patriarch is played by P- uh, Beat Takeshi, 
uh, or Takeshi Kitano, as he's also known. He's like a Japanese filmmaker, Yakuza actor. Uh, huge. Uh, he's the guy who made uh, Takeshi's... Cha- uh, was it Takeshi's... Castle. Yeah, Takeshi's Castle. Ca- Castle, but also challenged the notoriously bad and awful NES game uh, where you play a salaryman uh, trying to... Uh, I forget what you tried to do in that game, but like he specifically made it because he hates video games. <laughs> uh, Hasn't beat Takeshi been in a previous Yakuza game? Am I missing? No, him? no. This is the first time he's been. So yeah, it's you spend most of your time like you meet up with a couple um, old favorites uh, here and there, like uh, Akiyama, the guy who runs Sky Finances, in uh, and is in this one, and he helps out a bit. Uh, Date-san, the uh, the uh, the detective. detective. He's in it. But yeah, for the most part, you're dealing with this new crew and a whole new set of mysteries. And I think that it serves the game, the story better to have it as a standalone thing, especially for new people. Because mm. even though it is the sixth game, even though it has all this history, even though like you're knowing who Haruka is and spending five games with her and like being like, oh, I got to find out what happened. Like as someone who's played this series a lot, that connection is deeper but as i'm playing this i'm thinking like there's no reason why anyone who has never played the series before couldn't jump in with this one and still get a complete fulfilling story um which is really cool i think like the the way that they walk that line is good um i do wish there's more majima but that's just you know don't don't like hearing you say this i'm i'm trying to reconcile the idea that this is uh, the first Madden on a new generation of consoles with the idea that this is going to be the last Kazuma Kiryu game. Yeah. Because on the one hand, it seems weird to come out with something that's like, yeah, we're going to, we're going to get our sea legs with this new style of designing the game where it's more free roaming. We're going to finally abandon the structure that was established with the PlayStation two and you know get out of our comfort zone we're going to tell one last kiryu story that isn't really one last kiryu story but at the exact same time yakuza 5 which was i guess gonna probably be the last high profile playstation 3 game ever released at this point yeah you know that seems right that felt far more like a let's bring everyone back yeah let's get nuts let's Let's do something that is almost absurd in its scale. Uh, so we almost don't need that. It, how like are you comfortable with this being the last Kazuma Kiryu game? Yeah, I like I, the the story, the way that uh, the way that the mystery folds, and the way that it ends. Uh, it ends with a um, with a sense of closure, mm. uh, without to get too spoilery. But there, there is a sense of uh, like one of the biggest themes of this game, and uh, it is like it's it's told with the sort of obviousness of a mallet to the face. Is <laughs> this sort of this passing on of knowledge and experience, and like passing the torch to another generation? So sure. there are uh, there's a young upstart and the uh, the the. The Tojo clan, who uh, he's basically like, you old guys are, you're done. 
You know, it's it's our turn now. And he's like, he's got his way of running things. And because you're this old guy who's like set in your old ways, like you have your way of running things. You don't like it. So, so there's that's there's that conflict there. But there's also the you know the 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 passing of knowledge between a father and a daughter, and a, a mother and a child, and the the way that it wraps those threads up, I think are like they are a fitting end more so than Yakuza Five was. I think. Wow. To Kiryu's story because they they actually they they make that effort to make those connections. Um, also, I think it fits to have this sort of like new game with a new engine and experimenting with new tech with a familiar setting because mm. they have this character. Sense, yeah. have this character you already know. They have uh, Kamurocho, which you already know. They just have to make it look pretty. Uh, and you know, fill in some details, but they have the layout there. So, like, a lot of the work is already done for them in in some of those spaces. So now that they have now that they have those sea legs, they can go, you know, full on with uh, whatever this new game with this new protagonist. And uh, is it still set in Kamurocho, the new ones, or is it? Have they talked anything about that yet? I don't. I don't think that they've talked about it. They the only thing that they've given away about the new game is the new the new lead right who's kind of um i don't know he he looks like he's more of like a crazy badass (laughs) (laughs) yeah a a very very big contrast to cosma yeah Uh, but yeah i i I think that uh and plus like they they are remaking uh they also announced that they are remaking yakuza 2 as yakuza kuwami 2 and they will be using this engine to do it. Yeah. And I hear, because the Japanese game is out already, the Japanese version, uh, that the combat in that one is much more meaty. There's a lot there's a lot more depth to it than there is in this one. Also, the the way that experience works in this one, I gotta talk to somebody. <clears throat> don't 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 just don't put five different experience points in your thing to upgrade you know. Yakuza- what? Okay, so as you complete quests and as you fight enemies, you gain experience points. But there are five different categories of experience points. Absolutely not. There's, there's body, oh, unacceptable. No, nope, 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 unacceptable. Nope, strength, nope. And then the, so you get you get the first three from from fighting most of the time, uh, but you don't get the uh i don't even know what they're called there's like the green one with the book and a purple one with the star you only get those (laughs) no yeah no you only get those from quests so you have all of these skills that you're like i want to unlock you but i can't because oh i can't yeah because i don't have your experience points guess i'm gonna go to the restaurant and eat like eight of these takoyakis because you gave me the points i need no absolutely no I I don't do that. I am still I enjoyed Yakuza Zero as much as everybody else. It's amazing, and Yakuza Kiwami is very good. But the moment they took out the option, like Yakuza Two, Three, Four, and Five, you could just Mass Effect it. You could just make a setting that was like I don't want to worry about allocating my experience mm-hmm. and skill points. It just did that shit automatically. Uh. 
and that was the best. You level up, and, you get skill points, you spend skill points on skills. That's right, it. The, the end. Right. And I want the game to do that for me, because I am not here to be like, how do I want to customize my guy? Because that is not what this is. Why? I'm going to get all of these anyway. I'm going to get them all. <laughs> stop doing this. Like, do at I least care? Zero made, like, thematic sense, because that game was all about raking in money, and your right. money was your experience. So it's like, you could buy stuff, or you can build up your character. So there's this, not, it was a nice balance. I think that was, like, the best way that they've done experience besides just like giving you skill points yeah but other than like don't don't overcomplicate this you i come to you for dudes ripping shirts off in one fluid motion and heartfelt emotional tales <laughs> and occasionally playing outrun in the arcade if i'm feeling saucy like yeah, i i want to go i want to <laughs> go to a weird bar that i am allowed to drink at for free because the trans bartender was getting hassled one night and I beat the shit out of those guys. And then I could go and talk to her and drink and read about whiskey. That's what I come to you for, Yakuza. That's what yeah. I want every single time. You're not time. Ubisoft. Stop it. So burn! Sick. Ubisoft burn! burn. Uh, actually, you know what, guys? Completely a different topic. Uh, but, you know, it's a new game. Why don't we just add this feature into our whole thing? I played Far Cry 5. Do you guys want to know about it? It's Far Cry. The end. <laughs> yeah. There we go. You did That's, it. Yeah, but yeah, but which Far Cry? It's it's the fifth one. The it's the Far Cry. It's far it's well no because Far Cry Far Cry Two is a different beast. All right, yeah, far, it's not okay. Let me let me go back. Susan, I'm playing Far Cry Five. Do you want to know about it? It's not Far Cry Two. The end. Okay. <laughs> Let's just get some more Ubisoft burns in here while we can. A few Ubisoft burns. Uh, so one last thing about Yakuza, Dave. I don't know if you saw this, and for some reason Sega has not put like a big press release out in the ether. The next game from this team, which is not Yakuza Seven or whatever the the new character guy's game is going to be called, it's a Yakuza the the entire structure of Yakuza, but it's a game based on the anime. Fist of the North Star. Yes. From the 80s. What? Have you ever heard of okay. Fist of the North Star, Susan? This yes, is like I have. yeah, like back yeah. in the day. Like that's that's how legendary it is. Right. I've heard of it. It's it like for it like in the 80s it was the anime that people knew about before Akira came out. Uh and the Yakuza team is making a well has made a Fist of the North Star game that is just Yakuza but Fist of the North Star, the lead character is Voiced by Kazuma Kiryu's voice actor. Uh, that yes. game is coming to the West, man. I don't is know it? if you heard. Okay, so Sega hasn't said anything, and Edge Magazine released it, the cover for its next issue, and boom, right across the top <laughs> of the cover, it says Fist of the North Star. So Whoopsie. somebody really should have thought about that PR role. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm Ed. So the nice thing is, is not only is Kiwami 2 coming, but yeah. like this whole team is going to have like a nice break uh, from Kazuma Kiryu's world. We're going to get to see just what this thing can do. Yeah. I'm, man, we went from no Yakuza games for three years. To all the Yakuza, to Yakuza games. Two, two Yakuza games a year. Yeah. And just give, me, give them all to me. 
They're mm. like so. So like, the thing with <sighs> it is what I wanted Assassin's Creed to be. Assassin's Creed, if they made it every year, if they kept Desmond as the freaking narrative center, that was my like popcorn. TV series every year. I tune in. I'm gonna watch the show. This is fun for me. Uh, that's done. That game sucks now. Uh, so like Yakuza is that, and just I want all of it. So give it to me, please. <laughs> Thank you. I will give you money dollars. Uh, yeah, Yakuza money six dollars. comes out. Dollars. Uh, April four twenty. Brent on PS4. Um, the uh, PSN actually has a really good deal. You get Yakuza 0 and Yakuza 6 for $72 uh, if you're a PS Plus member. So you basically get Yakuza 0 for 12 bucks, like right when you buy when right when you pre-order. So get those. Play them. They're fun. They're fun. I'm going to keep talking about them till all of you are playing them and we every game is Yakuza. <laughs> can I <laughs> Oh man. Can I can I tell you guys how basic I am? Can we have a moment where we talk about like our oh, hidden shameful basicness? This is okay. how, this, this is how basic I am. I'm not going to be playing Yakuza on launch day because I'm going to go see Super Troopers 2 that night on 420. Oh That's my embarrassing, God. isn't it? Wow. <laughs> I don't even Dude. Yeah. Yeah. You're like not what are, are you like 19? Are you gonna Are you gonna drink a bunch of Tussin before you go? Just I, I, ah, God damn it! I back I backed that film. I did. Yeah. I put, oh, I, I see. I'm a backer. That's why I'm. I'm getting my, my free ticket. All right, Car Ramrod. What's the next? No. <laughs> what's the next <laughs> item on the docket? Oh, Susan. Yeah. Has, you've been playing a game called Surviving Mars. I have, in fact, been been playing that. Um, yeah, so, okay, so uh, there's a, a Twitter account I follow called Today on Steam, which all it does is it's a bot and it tweets whatever has been released on Steam today. Wow. And it's a link, and it's a link to the Steam page, and it's a very useful account. Highly recommend following it because you'll see stuff come up. It's, it's like the best version of Discovery... I found. I wish there was one for the App Store. Mm. Like, just like, hey, here's what's coming out. You yeah, don't. You don't awesome. want that for the App Store. Well, uh, like, yeah. If it, it was just games yeah. for the App Store, but anyway. So I saw this come up, and it's two words that are are gonna just tickle my fancy: surviving <laughs> Mars. Because what I contend is that take any game, any game style and put it in space, and I will play it. Because hmm. that's, that's, that is where my brain lives, is, is on starships and space stations and, you know, shuttles going back and forth. Like, that's, that's what, you know, Dave is in Japan <laughs> with the cat hotel. <laughs> I am in space. So, uh... Uh, and it came out also on PS4. Yay, go me. Uh, so I got it on the PS4, and it is SimCity on Mars. Tight. You are col- you are in charge of a colony. Uh, you have to you you are given a, a certain amount of resources to start with on Mars, and you gotta you gotta make a colony. You gotta make a pay- place that people can live that produces its own food, that produces its own power, uh, and and. Uh, tools and, and things uh also where your people don't go shitbag crazy because mars sucks yeah 
so you have to balance all of these things. And uh, then just when that you, you figured out how to do all that, like, I got it. It's fine. Don't worry about it. One of the mysteries kicks in. And there are several different mysteries in the game. Something weird happens. And what that is depends on the map that you got. It's just randomly assigned. What, Anthony, you're making a face. Is the weird is the weird thing that happens like a story thing, or is it something happens to your town, your colony? Could be both. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll give you an example. Uh, so the, one of the mysteries that I have encountered, you're just, you're running your colony, you're doing your thing, you got your domes, your people have jobs, everything's great, and all of a sudden, this thing drops out of the sky and starts drilling one of the mineral deposits on your, on Mars. Huh. And and Control gets you and they're like, I don't know what's going on, but if it keeps doing that, you're going to be out of resources in like three years. Oh, no. So... Fix it. We should probably figure out what's going on. And then it's a, a, it's a whole thing about figuring out what to do about these drills that keep dropping out of the sky and hitting up all your deposits. Because what you'll have... You'll have your map, and as you scan your uh, your colony space, you will find out it's it's laid out in a grid, and you'll see this square has a metal deposit or a water deposit. This one doesn't have shit. So you'll once you've got your map filled in, you'll see that okay, I've got like three metal deposits. I got water over here. There's rare metal here that I can either turn into electronics or sell. Uh, you know, send it back home for money because you're going to need money and all of that stuff. And so when these drills come down and they start attacking your deposits, you can see exactly like, bitch, you're stealing my water. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't think so. That's like a like, classic SimCity moment. Like, get exactly. your tornado shit out of my suburb, you dick. <laughs> yes. Yes. And then, and then I encountered a mystery. So there's this billionaire... And he's dying. And he's like, I just want my legacy to be that I have helped humanity hmm. move out into space. So so could you help me out with some resources? And I'm like, okay, that's that's very noble. Of course I will. Here's some of my metal. And then bitch just keeps showing up and showing up. You got some polymers? You got, oh. you got some, what else you got? Oh, no. You got, you got some machine parts? Hey! Caesar, this sounds like something that could trigger the, uh, I'm just starting out as a freelancer, could I write for you? Uh, <laughs> editor, like, extremely experienced editor, and then they just keep coming back with <laughs> shitty pitches. So, is that like, is, like, Elon Musk is building a Theseus's ship out of your own shit, like, to, like, compete with yes! you? Yeah, no, it's not. He's he, he's making a uh, uh, lots of things in it. Like there's, he's making a space station and he's making a big farm and it's all to help humanity out in the stars. And he's just like, well, you know, it's faster to ship ship from Mars than all the way from Earth. So help a brother out. <laughs> and then and then and this is what what like really has my eye twitching. I'm like, okay, I figured out. So what happens is if you say yes. Oh, by the way, you can't say no. Once Wait. you agree to. Yeah, once you agree to help this motherfucker, you can't ever say no to him. Awesome. So I'm like, okay, so he'll send a rocket and it'll just hang there and be like, hey, <laughs> we want to land and take your shit. Hey. And so when a rocket shows up, you'll have a, a, a menu bar down the bottom of your screen that lets you know 
what your, you know, your, uh, your rovers and your transports and your domes and your drone factories and how they're all doing. And then this little rocket icon will show up and it'll just flash at you. Hey, <laughs> hey, flashing, sitting here in your menu. Hey. <laughs> so I figured out as long as it doesn't land, because you have to tell it to land, then it's not taking your resources. So you can kind of, you know, stave off having to offload all this stuff somehow. But then it just, it just flashes at you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we lost, we lost your landing paperwork somewhere. The bureaucracy. Yeah, is. yeah. Oh. oh, man. So I, I am... Completely obsessed with this game, and here's why. It's beautiful too. It's it is. It's, I'm, it I'm looks way better. At it, like it, it's yeah. a beautiful game. If you have the choice to play it on PC or uh, console, it looks better on PC. Oh, okay. It runs better on PS4. Oh, it's it's a it's a it's got some quirks. Hmm. It's got some bugs. Uh, and uh. Russ is playing it on PC. I'm playing it on PS4. So that's that's how I know this experience. Uh, he he ran into a bug that was really awkward. Each menu item that you would pick, because you got build menus. You know, I'm going to build a farm. I'm going to build a school. I'm going to build a water. It would say it was the one next to it. Hmm. Okay. So like he 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 pull up school, but it would say like factory. <laughs> so yeah, so he's got to do that conversion in his head. So that's not great. Um. Yeah, so the game does a terrible, terrible job of teaching you how to play it. Really bad. Like, really, really bad. So you're probably going to go through a couple iterations of your colony as you figure out the game mechanics and how it's conveying information to you. And, like, oh, that's what that's for. Okay, well, uh. And that's fine. The game makes it extremely easy to start over. You can restart the same map. And the resources all stay in the same places. Everything's exactly the same. Oh, that's nice. You're just, yeah, yeah. You're just wiping the slate clean and starting starting from one. Great. So as I've played this game, this is, this is where it's getting, like, there may need to be an intervention. <laughs> so as I'm playing the game, I'm understanding more and more efficient ways to run the colony. Right? Like, you get a bonus from wind turbines if they're at a higher elevation because the wind is better. Okay, cool. So, like, I'll be sitting here, like, obsessed. okay, so if I put a bank of wind turbines up there <laughs> and then run a power line through a tunnel, then I can go, like, it's, you, okay. You've got, Sim, have, you've got Sim City sickness. I, you have exactly, Sim City exactly. sickness. Exactly, exactly. Okay, if I have three hydroponic farms, then it will attract more vegans in my, yeah. Wow. Yeah, and I, I, have, I have spent 30 hours on a colony and trashed it because I figured out like a slightly more efficient <laughs> way. Wow. To run it. Yeah, yeah. That is, it's so cool to hear that it has that hook in you so hard because Maxis wasn't able to nail that SimCity formula. Correct. For decades. Like like the yeah. the glory days of SimCity where it was like SimCity, Sim Ant, Sim Earth, all of those mm-hmm. like classics. Sim Hospital. Sim, Sim Hospital. Ta- Sim Tower. Those those Oh Sim Tower, yeah. Man, I like Yeah, wow. It's cool to hear that somebody is actually done this again um it's it's so good i i wish the onboarding 
Because this is the first game like this I've ever really played. Really? Like I played the last time I played SimCity was back on Super Nintendo. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh, so uh, you know there were there were concepts to me that I, I I learned by doing, and I was I probably played this thing for a good ten or twelve hours before I really <laughs> felt like I understood how it worked. Yeah. Um. But I was having fun the entire time. I tell you what, I like don't, I, I don't know if there's another way to do that with this type of game. You know, like yeah. I, I feel like the the best thing that you can do is make it so that the learning by doing process never feels overly punitive. Like there mm, there needs mm, to be mm-hmm. like some kind of joy in your failure. You know, where if you see those drills coming down. Yeah. That you're like, oh, you son of a bitch. And then you start over and there's like pleasure in that, which it sounds, it sounds like you, yes. you're in that loop. Absolutely. Where it just gets Absolutely. shaved and shaved and shaved down till you're like, I can get one point better in exactly. <laughs> get this one thing better if I can nail it, this. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's wonderful. I, I love it. I'm, Super glad. Like I basically picked it up on a whim. Yeah. Because because I mean this is this is my jam. Like you know, a I obsess over in game efficiency. I am that person. <laughs> and now it's and it and it's on Mars. So like I'm in. Thank you. Yes. I got, happy to. I gotta say, Susan, this today on Steam feed that you've told us about. Uh, this is the first time I've heard of it, and this is the most dangerous thing I've ever seen. Be- oh, yeah. Because it doubles as a discovery tool of amazing games, but also, like, comedy. Look at all of the garbage. <laughs> because, like... True. You're like, oh, wow, this looks really neat, and then you get to endless runners called Music Boy 3D. Yeah. <laughs> like... Or, the, or the, there was one the, uh, the other day. Um, so imagine, like, a Marble Madness type of game. But the ball is a boob. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I... But but it's okay because it's to raise awareness of breast cancer. Oh, oh sure. I see. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So there there is a a Reddit I follow uh, called Free Movies on Vimeo, which is awesome because every mm. now and again you can you can go and just like. You don't know that you want to see the movie Explorers or Space Camp in the middle of the night on a Saturday. <laughs> and then you realize, like, some garbage person put up a HD rip of Space Camp because they know you're a garbage person and you're going to watch it. Like, it's the best. Um, and it's not like, like, you can't go to Amazon and be like, here's $4 to rent Space Camp because nobody wants to watch Space yeah, Camp. Yeah, nobody, nobody, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. The, the problem is, though, is like with any place where you have like dumps of movies, when you click through, you inevitably get this like scads of pop ups. Oh, sure. yeah. And God, the other night, it, it, this is why when you were like, yeah, you know, you, you could have that for iOS. Like, no, you don't want that for iOS. <laughs> because like the ad that kept like this like incessant pop up ad, like it was I, I, every now and again, I think I've seen the grossest thing. Oh no! That the world of video games can throw at me. But like this game, where like Marble Madness, but it's a boob. Like that's mm-hmm. like at least innocuous. 
And like I'm not I'm not even gonna say like what this game was. And oh, but I will tell you what the name was. And I I won't even say it all of it. Like I and I I guess we started this podcast with me talking about how I invented the phrase cockmarm. Uh yeah. I don't like the way this is going. C-word wars. Uh, <gasps> oh, uh-huh. boy. That's not even the full title. It's so much worse than what you think it is. Oh. Like, just boy. fucking gross. Like, come on, man. And at the end of every ad, like, get it on iPhone now. Like, and it's like like a link to go get this game or play it in your browser. And it's like, yeah, those standards uh, that you got there, Apple, rich and compelling. There was it. it was it a link to the App Store? Uh, no, it was a link to like okay. go to the game's yes. page. Right, 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 right. right. So, yeah. ugh, yeah, Great. yeah. Here, Great. And, but where, whereas today on Steam, I'm looking at a tweet for a game called Sloppy Goat. And nice. I don't know what the hell Sloppy Goat is, but I'm absolutely going to go <laughs> <and run laughs> right. that at some right. point. Right. Uh, I, uh, yeah. Uh, it was, yeah. Yeah. So highly, highly recommend it. Uh, although now uh, I have so many games. Yep. <laughs> Guys, it's <sighs> okay. So I have Subsurface Circular mm-hmm. on Switch. Haven't touched it. Haven't touched it. Uh, I, I want to replay Prey again. Because <laughs> you saw it. Because you saw a picture <laughs> of Prey. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Well, and the DLC is well, supposedly coming out. From the wait, Prey. there's DLC coming? Well, what? I mean, what? they've been teasing what? it on Twitter. Have they? They've been, yeah, they've been like, the, the Twitter account has been weirdly active over the last couple weeks, let's say. OMG. I didn't even know that. It's just, no, somebody and I spoke for about a minute and a half about Prey. So that was it. I was like, I gotta play Prey again. This game is so good. I love it so much. Yeah, I have, I still haven't played Lost Legacy, for God's sake. I, I have it. It's right, it's that's right, it's very, right there. That's it's very right there. surprising because you will love that game. I uh, know! Yeah. But I keep obsessing over my tiny little Martian colonists. <laughs> and and they're- This they're, is why they can't play MMOs because it's the same thing. Yeah. It's like if- if I get locked into this, then everything else disappears. Just, just, yes, yes. And the other thing I did, I don't even know, I don't even know what made me do this. I started playing the Elder Scrolls Legends again. What are you doing? It's so good, though. <laughs> it's so good. And there's, and there's, and there's going to be three color decks starting next week. Nope. And I know, nope. I know. Susan. And they're changing the arena, and I just, I know. <laughs> <laughs> too many games. Too many games. Too many there games. There are. There's just too much out there. Uh, I, I, I can't play it all. Yeah. I actually, I, yeah, I, I just started playing Rhyme the other night, and I'm in that place where I, I, I'm like, you get an hour game, and if you're yeah, not, if yeah. you're not awesome in an hour, like I'm done, I'm moving on, I'm going to the next thing. Rhyme got the axe. Rhyme, Rhyme. Is, oh, really? Yeah, and I, I almost want to save this for the next episode so that we can like get into this. Where yeah, let's, let's yeah, do. let's save let's I, save that yeah because it, it, yeah. it it's one of those things where like 
This is going to sound so shitty, and I don't mean it to sound this shitty, but it's like I wanted to pat it, it on. It sounds disrespectful. <laughs> but it really does come from a place of love. Like, I looked at this game, and I wanted to, like, pat it on the head, give it a nice warm glass of milk, and send it to bed. Like, get It's it. yonder! Yeah, it's like yonder. It's, it's... And, like, you... like God, it, it wears... Like, God, I know that you guys like Eco, but could you have missed the point of Eco any oh, fucking no. harder? And it, like, oh. it's, it's lovely, it's, it's beautiful, and, but like, it's like, stop, like, there is more to a great work of art than just being pretty. Um, well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I just sound like a dick. Like, this was a labor of love for people that they worked on for years, but, um, you know who yeah, are? Yeah, well, so was that, uh, what was the, the, and again, it's a Ubisoft joint, the Rhyming Princess one? Oh, Child, oh, Child of, of Light. Yeah. Uh, uh, let's get more, more Ubisoft, Ubisoft burns! The Rhyming even burns! I know. Like, that's the, thing, that's the insulting thing about that game, is that the rhymes didn't even work. I know. Oh. I know. I know. But, oh my god, I know. Ubisoft burns for days. You know what's yep. really funny, guys? <laughs> that people think Beyond Good and Evil 2 is a game. That's that's really funny. I don't Bless their I hearts. don't know why we need to keep ripping on Ubisoft, but I want to. Pencil's uh, locked in a room somewhere and they keep throwing rabbits in there until oh, he is it. Oh, okay, but 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 Mario plus rabbits okay. is the yeah, shit. As is Rayman it's Origins and Legends. So good. It's so good. Please give me more goddamn content for that game. Dave, you know who else are so good? The people that made this show happen. The people whose fault it is that we're doing this. Will you, will <laughs> it's you, oh, yes. will you thank these funny, people? Yeah. It's your fault. Yes. <laughs> it's no your one fault. to blame Come but back. yourselves. Okay, so <laughs> if you go over to patreon.com slash continue podcast, uh, you can give us money for doing this stupid show uh we for five dollars you get uh so exclusive backer content we got intros and outros uh every episode that is just for our backers but if you back us at the ten dollars or or more section i read your name on the podcast as a special thank you to uh all of you who are who are giving us your sweet cash so and you get invited yes. to uh, uh our pax east meetup Oh, which I just invented. Oh, oh shit! Oh, dunk. Yeah, go to that. Uh, I yep. I don't know anything about that because I won't be there. So hit up. I I literally yeah. just invented it okay. right now. Okay. I just figure like Anthony and I are going to be at Pax East. We should try and meet some. We folks. should probably. Yes. We uh, we'll we'll be well. We'll as soon as you get through the thank yous, Dave. We'll we'll talk about where Susan and I are going to be at various points. Okay, mm -hmm. so uh, special shout-outs to Mirko Arico Torano, John, Nick Rugen, Ryan Brady, Peter, Ryan Mance, uh, The Fancy Manatee, uh, Denton Brock, Elio Dare, Logan Pauly, Ludwig Kitzman, Stormshot, Double Taco, Gluttony One of Seven, Francisco Arias Guimaraes, Kalen Houston, Axel Olsen Mangholt, Tyler Nilsson, Shane Nilsson, Fasi Sayan, Yaddle, Jacob Christos, Chris Cook, Skip Dippity, Tim Chesson, Ho uh, Jose Bullet Babam Cordova, Daniel Squire, Tom, Derek Sanskrit, da and Damian Michalis. Thank you all so much. Also, 
I've got contest uh, this time too. So uh, we're doing a new thing. Basically, whenever we tweet out our episode, uh, you, sh- you just retweet it. Or if you tag us on Twitter with the, the episode, say, hey, check this out. Um, I got your name down on a, on a spreadsheet. And also, if you leave us a written review on iTunes, I got your screen name there, too. Uh, If you leave us a review on iTunes, you stay on the list forever. If you retweet us, you stay on the list for this week. Uh, If you do both, you're on both. uh, You're on twice this week. So I've got a choice of two prizes here. I've got a North American PS4 code for Absolver. If you don't have a PS4 or a North American account, I've also got a Steam code for Owlboy. So you can take a pick. Uh, if you don't have a PS4 or a North American, no, yeah. If you if you don't have a PS4 or a North American PS4 account, I have a Steam code that works globally. For- no, I, oh, I was okay. making a joke. Oh, okay. If you don't have a North American, oh yes, or a North American. <laughs> if you if you only have Canadians, so, maybe some Bolivians. That flew way over my head. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. It's fine. It's all right. It's the moving. I'm loopy. That's fair. Uh, That's fair. Um, Okay, so I'm going to reach into my virtual hat. I'm clicking a button. There's no, there's no <laughs> or anything. Virtual, virtualhat.com. Let's register that domain promptly. <laughs> okay, so Quinfield on uh, Quinfeld on Twitter. Uh, you just won yourself of either a uh, copy of either Absolver on PS4 or Owlboy. So uh, I will either hit me up or I'll hit you up before the next episode before the episode goes up to give you your prize. So thank you so much uh, for spreading the word. Uh, yeah. You guys, like, we do this for you, but you guys are also, like, the best word of mouth for getting the, the word out for our show. Um, so we, we are grateful for you. And we like to give you thanks for doing it. So thank you. Heck yeah. Yeah, thank you, everybody. And if you are not a backer and you are just listening to this because somebody recommended that you do so and you're thinking about backing, go to patreon.com slash continue podcast. We are within spitting distance of making this a weekly show. Less Yep, yeah. So, Yay! yeah. We're, we're As soon as we hit $750 a month, everybody, we're going to make this a weekly show. We are very, very close. Uh, if you want to give us a buck, that's awesome. Thank you so much. We, we appreciate that. And if you don't want to give us anything at all, thank you just for listening. And if you want to do something that's not monetary, please go to iTunes and leave us a review that is incredibly important for our visibility and, you know, letting people know about this as a good thing. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter at ContinuePod. And Susan, where can the people find you on the internet? Uh, the lovely folks uh, can find me on the internet on Twitter at Susan Arndt. I'm not very creative with my naming, but there you go. It makes it easier to find me. Uh, you can also find me on Pocket Gamer, where I have a column every Wednesday about mobile games that you will enjoy if you play them. And you can also find me over at GenieOnline.com. It's about magic, which is cool. Dave Roberts, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me uh, at David Robots on Twitter. Uh, you can find me soon, uh, now that I have an office at the new place, at twitch.tv slash continue podcast. Mm-hmm. Subscribe to that. I'm, I'm going to start, uh, probably not this weekend, but next weekend we'll, we'll figure it out. I'm, I think I'm going to test the waters with some Final Fantasy. We'll see how it goes. Um, and yeah, you can also find me on genieonline.com where I write the words about 
magic and deception. You can find me on Twitter at a John Agnello. If you haven't gotten enough of my luscious voice, you can hear my other podcast, Video Game Grooves, uh, on iTunes, which is it's all about video game music <laughs> on vinyl. It is. If you thought this was embarrassing, let me tell you. Uh, you can also find me every single day over at VentureBeat.com. Where after PAX, I've got the hot journalism coming back at you, everybody. On the horizon, I've got I've got stories with Suda Fifty One. I've got a story oh, with snap. the with the producer of Dragon Quest Eleven coming up, and I'm gonna be talking nice. to that Yoko Taro, the cat behind Near Automata. So go to VentureBeat to check that that ask business how, out. Ask him how comfy the mask is. I'm gonna ask him. Yeah, some things. no, that's yeah. I've got some questions for that dude. Uh, speaking of PAX. And where you will be able to find Susan and myself on the show floor. If you want to meet up with us, I think your best bet for this meetup. Susan, how do you feel about this? Game show night. Saturday. Game show night. April 7th, 7 p.m. at the Bumblebee Theater. You will be able to catch both of us. That's not the only place that you're going to be able to see Susan and I in the same location doing stuff at PAX East. We're also on a panel together on Thursday, April 5th at 4.30 p.m. in the Arachnid Theater called Are You a Bad Fan? Fixing Behaviors That Put People Off. Uh, That is going to be with uh, Sarah LaBeouf. And am I saying Sarah's? Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm saying Sarah's last name correctly. And Sam Prell, who is going to be moderating that thing. Um, I'm, I'm really excited about that one because I have been a bad fan. I, so I want to, yes. I want people to learn from my errors. Yeah, I, me too. I, but the, uh, the entirety of my presentation in that panel is going to open with an image from Jack Black from High Fidelity that just says, don't be this guy. Uh, nice. Which I feel good about. So yeah, everybody, if you're going to be at PAX East, 7 p.m., Bumblebee Theater, Saturday, April 7th, game show night. That's a good place to come, and we're going to be... uh we're going to be extra ourselves that evening. Oh, Lord. Uh, in, in case you're not familiar with what Game Show Night is, maybe this is your very first PAX. It is exactly what it sounds like. It is three hours of game shows. We are doing The Price is Right. We are doing Supermarket Sweep. And then, God help us, we do our version of Match Game, mm-hmm. which is called Blankety Blank. It's 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 memorable. It's incredible. It is a, it's, it is a life-altering experience. It, it is, truly. And this will be the sixth year we are doing it at, at East. So, uh, and, and it's a mini joystick reunion. Yes. Which is very exciting. Yeah. So, so come, yeah. come on down. And it's a hoot! We'll be, we'll be back in two weeks, regardless. Uh, until, unless, unless we suddenly get 750 bucks on the Patreon, and then we'll be back in a week. But Jeff no Bezos, rush. Give us no some r- of that money. Yo, Elon Musk. No. Uh, thank you for listening, everybody. We will see you in two weeks. Goodbye. Bye, everybody. Goodbye.